So one of those things that's important that we operate in the gifts of those is also understanding that we all can hear the voice of God. In my first message, I told you that there are many ways that we can hear from the Lord. Last week's message, I talked about how to deal with the voice of the stranger. You don't receive all that junk from him. You resist what he's saying, and you receive what the shepherd is saying to us, what Jesus is saying to us. And so in St. John chapter 10, if you want to turn in your Bibles, I'm going to read verses 1 through 4 and then verse 27. St. John chapter 10, verse 1 through 4, then verse 27. So, Father, we thank you for being with us tonight. We thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. And we thank you what you're going to say. I pray tonight that may our hearts be open, may our ears be open and receptive, and may our eyes be able to see and receptive to what you're showing us tonight. Be glorified in our midst, and Lord, use me tonight, that I'll be a voice, and may they hear a voice within a voice. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. St. John chapter 10, verse 1. St. John 10, 1 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, by the way, that means Jesus kind of got worked up when he's saying that. So it's like he's been saying it and saying it and saying it, and it's kind of like, okay, let me just step up and just say it a little bit different way. Most assuredly, I'm saying to you, in other words, I'm not messing around. I'm telling you, this is a fact. Most assuredly, I say, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Verse 2, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. How many believe that we are sheep? Thank you. Let's get the sound we had last Wednesday night. How many of you are sheep that's in the house tonight? A lot of sheep in the house. And so by virtue of that, if we are the, the, sheep, <laughs> the sheep and we have a shepherd and his name is Jesus, he speaks to us and we know his voice and we know his voice. And by that, we are following him because we hear his voice. So In my first point tonight, I want to talk about, if you're taking notes, that we have the right equipment. We have the right equipment. It'd be one thing if a communicating God would say to us, I'm a God that speaks, but yet you don't have the ability to listen and hear me. He didn't say that. Because He is a communicating God speaking to us, then we have that ability with the right equipment that we can hear His voice. In case you don't know, You're going to learn tonight how you have that right equipment that we have. In Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 1 through 5, if you're taking notes, these are the words it says in verse 1 of the the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. Verse 2, Now Moses called all Israel and said to them, You have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh, and to all his servants, and to all his land. He's talking about with your physical eyes, you saw the plagues that came. You saw the river turn to blood. You saw the flies that came and went through their nostrils and into their ears. 
You saw these things that came upon them, boils and all these things. You saw it with your eyes, what God was doing, proving that Egypt's gods, 500 of them were false, and the true God that walks among you is still real, and you saw it with your natural eyes, is what he just said. Well, I like that. Verse 3, the great trials which your eyes have seen, the signs and those great wonders, yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear to this very day. You want to make, make note of that. And I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you. Thank you, Jesus. And your sandals have not worn out on your feet, is what he said. So you have eyes to see, physical eyes. You have physical ears to hear. Then in that verse I just talked about, you need to see it, verse 4. Yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive what? And eyes to see. He's talking about spiritual eyes to see and spiritual ears to hear. You don't have the equipment built in, is what he just said. So the children of Israel, in case you don't know, they were not saved, born again, like what we in the New Testament are. Did you know that? Didn't know that. They were righteous, but they were not saved, born again. Y'all are looking at me like I'm telling y'all new stuff tonight. They were righteous people, but they weren't saved. They were not born again. Pastor Terry, you tell me because they weren't saved, they went to hell? Um, Sort of. (laughs) They went to Abraham's bosom. And Abraham's bosom was in the regions of the earth with a great gulf between it and hell. Remember? Jesus talking about this. A great gulf. They went to Abraham's bosom. Did they have to stay in Abraham's bosom? No. When Jesus died on the cross, on the three days that, that his body was in the tomb, his spirit went to the regions of hell. For it says before he ascended into heaven, he descended into the lower parts of the earth. And he went to Abraham's bosom and began to talk to those people about what he did. That I died on a cross that you people can be saved and you've been made right with the Father so you're no longer just going to be these righteous people. You're going to be born again saved people. So come with me. We're going to go up and I'm going to present you before the throne to the Father. These are ones that you have led back to you. Been reconciled back to you. Oh, but I need to go back to earth and take care of some business. Before I do that, I'm going to take care of some more business. And he went and he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave away from the devil. And Colossians chapter 3 says that he disempowered him. The power that he had, he took away from him. The authority that he took away and stole from Adam and Eve, he gave it back to Jesus. And Jesus gave it to the church, which is who we are as believers. He gave it to us. Then to make sure we got it, he came back to life and came out of the tomb, resurrected. And walked on this earth 40 days and 40 nights. So at one time, 500 people saw him at one time. What was he talking about? You know, people, I have given you authority that was stolen, that the devil no longer has that authority, for sin shall no longer have dominion over you. I think you're getting it. So here's people where Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 3, he said, you must be born again. You have to have something happening. So listen, listen, listen with your natural ear. Maybe your spiritual ear. Listen with your natural ears. What he was saying to them, that in the Old Testament, they had a spirit, they had a soul, they had mind, will, and emotions in a body, but by being, because of what happened in the fallen nature, remember what what it says in Genesis, in the day that you eat that fruit, in that day you shall surely, 
What died? Their body? Their mind? Well, maybe. <laughs> no. Their will? Their emotions? No, it stayed functioning. What died? Spirit. The spirit part of them, I like to say it this way, it went dormant, laid down on the inside of them. So when it, when it talks about in the New Testament, we're going to read this now. When it talks about that we were dead in trespasses and sins, what was dead? Not your body, not your soul, not your mama, oh, no, not you. What was dead? Your spirit, dormant, laying there. We're born into this earth with a spirit, but because of the sin nature, because of what happened in the garden, we were, have a spirit that is non-functioning, just kind of laying there, which Paul said was dead in trespassing sins. Watch with me. Let's look at uh, Ezekiel chapter 12. Verses 1 and 2. I want to show you this one more scripture before we go to Ephesians, guys. In Ezekiel 12, 1 and 2, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, which eyes, which has eyes to see, but does not see, and ears to hear, but does not hear, for they are rebellious. In the Old Testament, their equipment was not functioning. They had natural eyes, natural ears, did not have spiritual. That was, can I say it this way, in media world. That was online. <laughs> it wasn't online. It was offline. It wasn't functioning, but they had it. So my point number one is they had the right equipment. Okay. Now, in the New Testament, though, people that are born naturally into a world with the dormant spirit are in this what is called dead in trespasses and sins. Now, Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 1 says this, And you, he, capital H, Jesus, and you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, verse 5. Even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So when you and I became born again, what happened was that the Holy Spirit came inside of our heart, representing Jesus in our heart. And when He came into our spirit, brothers and sisters, the spirit part of us stood up had our quickening, was made alive, stood up on the inside, and the Holy Spirit sealed the door. Sealed it. What he was saying was, I'm not going any place now that I'm inside of you, brother, <laughs> sister. And we were made alive, which means what? Our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears came online. Woke up. I could see into the kingdom. I could see in what kingdom principles is talking about. I can understand and perceive what it's talking about. I can hear what they're saying. I can hear a word within a word of what's being said, and I understand it. I, I get that. I can hear the Lord talking and saying some things to me in my spirit that comes up in my soul so I can understand it, and I can communicate it. Amen. Thank you. In Colossians chapter 2, Verses 11 through 14, Colossians 2, it says, In him you also were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Verse 12, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Verse 13, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you some of your trespasses. 
all your trespasses, verse 14, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which, he, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. I want to say it like this. So when he came inside of our hearts, not only was our spirit came online and stood up, no longer dormant, but made alive, but he also made in that same word that he forgave us of all of our sins, and dominion of sin no longer has dominion over us. It was like the puppet strings was cut by the puppeteer that used to lead us about into sin. We used to think we were in control of our lives whenever we were in the flesh and prior to being saved and born again. You weren't. You were led around by a real devil and puppeteered in ways you had no idea and couldn't even get free of the things because you tried. <laughs> the only thing that freed you was the blood of Jesus that cut the strings and those who the Son set free, they are free. Indeed, it was Him that made us free. Yeah, amen. Give it up for the Lord. Hallelujah. So, we are absolutely 100% quickened and made alive, no longer dormant, but online. So, if you're taking notes, write down this word. What that means is that we are now innate. It's innate. So, am I three points to remember tonight? This is the first one of the three, really. It's innate. What does innate mean? It means existing in us from birth or it is inborn is what innate means. You got the ability to hear from the Lord because it was birthed in you, born in you, part of your equipment that was placed in you when you were born again. So you didn't know when you was born again that that happened. Yeah, you became innate. <laughs> Why y'all look at me like that? Like a word you didn't understand? Innate. That we have been inborn with it. We have. This isn't hitting y'all quite as hard as it hit me. Whenever I recognized, when I would strain at trying to hear God and not sure if I was hearing the Lord. And Pastor Terry, how do I know that it's not just my thoughts, but it really is an impression and a prompting and a thought from the Holy Spirit? How do I know that it's not just me? How do I know? And whenever I discovered that, that made the difference because it's not something I had that I developed myself. It's something that was put in me. I am innating you. <laughs> and when I heard it that way, I said, meaning, meaning you could never have done this on yourself. You can strain till you turn blue in the face and not hear me talk to you. But if you know you are innately possessed with the ability to hear. You still got to mix faith with it. But you have the right equipment to do it. So if you don't mix faith with it, you still won't accept it because doubt and fear and unbelief will persuade you different. So we have it in our spirit innately. Number two. Here's a big truth. We also have, though, we have to learn how to use that equipment. He that hath ears, let him. We have to learn how to hear. And I think tonight, that's one of my biggest points tonight, and I'm going to say it this way, and so it's my point number two, so you can remember it, it's learned. Even though we have innately had the equipment, many of us need to have some kind of affirmation that what you're hearing, that you've learned, it is the Lord. I remember the first time that somebody came and asked me, they said, Pastor Terry, I think I'm hearing something from the Lord, but I'm not sure it's from the Lord. First time. And I said, so what do you believe the Lord said to you? I believe the Lord told me 
that I'm supposed to go out and get pizza and go home and eat. And I said, are you hungry? Yeah. Then go out and get pizza and go home and eat. <laughs> well, you don't think that was the Lord? It, what? If the Lord says something to your spirit, you're telling me that he said it to your spirit, you're hungry, go get a pizza, go home and eat. So let's stop for a minute and let's just wait a minute. Just think about that because it's learned. So let's take a second. And then they said, then they said wait, can I go home and eat pizza first and come back? <laughs> no. We're going to wait just a minute. Wait, 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 wait. And just pause for a second. And I'll teach you all this, this, how to do this, but you have to learn to quiet your mind. You have to learn how to resist the devil. And you have to mix faith with what you're about to hear. Now listen. What do you hear? I believe I heard the Lord say that He loves me. And I said, yeah, that's what he says. He loves you. Now can I go home and eat? <laughs> sure. So it has to be something that is learned. And one of the safe ways that we can do that is ask other people. Does this sound like the Lord? Affirmation is a powerful tool that we can have in our life. So I'm not so concerned. Listen, I'm not so concerned. I am a little concerned if we get it wrong or say things wrong. But we can miss some things. I'm more concerned about people that never try. We just won't even try. What if I'm wrong? Well, what if you're not? Well, what if I miss God? Well, what if you don't? Well, what if I don't, what if I don't want to be used in a gift of the Spirit? Okay. But what if you do? So it's something that's, that's learned. In... Um, we, have to, we had to learn how to pray or how to speak. We also have to learn how to listen. We have to learn how to operate and function in the use of their spiritual gifts and our spiritual ability to hear. It's something that's learned. Hebrews chapter 5, if you want to write down this note. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 13 and 14 says, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who have by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. It happens by practice. It happens by trying. It happens by mixing faith with it. But I'm scared. We have to mix faith with it. What if it's not me? What if it is me? What if it's not the Holy Spirit? But See, and so the enemy keeps us on pause because we're not willing to try. I'm afraid. And doubt and fear and unbelief doesn't get you anywhere. So we have to be willing to at least step out and to try. Okay. Um, a couple of quotes by a lady by the name of Priscilla Shire. She is uh, Tony Evans' daughter. And Priscilla Shire said this. She said, None of us will be, will be hearing from God in a consistent, ongoing fashion until we consciously deliberately clear away the clutter, create the margin, and tune our attention inward to listen for what His Spirit is saying. So there's things we need to do. We need to clear the clutter. 
What's clutter, Pastor Terry? Doubt, fear, unbelief. That's just you. That's not God. All that's clutter. I can say it another way. All that's devil talk. <laughs> and we have to clear the clutter. She also said in another statement, she said, We must carve out time to purposefully listen for his voice through prayer and focus and meditate on what he is saying to us and make sure it lines up with God's word and character and linger worshipfully in his presence. That's how we learn how. By learning how. To quiet all of those things. Point number three. Not only do we have to learn this, number three... We have to grow in our ability, or my major point in this is that it is something that we have to mature in. Man, I wish I'd have learned this early. We have to mature in this. It has to grow as we grow. So if we're little babies in Jesus, it may take a little bit of time, but if we're grown in the Lord, it should be something that we're maturing in, that we're growing in. We don't grapple and wrestle with it as bad because we've matured and grown in the Lord. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man or a woman, I put away childish things. I learned how to mature in this. So it's matured. How is it matured? It's matured through experience. We have to grow in this. I was thinking about, also during worship tonight, I was thinking about years ago that I was a praise and worship leader in a couple of churches. And I remember that it always felt like the whenever I was singing. By the way, I appreciate your testimony about singing in opera. I still need to hear that sometime. So. But I, I remember that I would sing, and this may help you in this example. In my being able to sing, I never could figure out how to make, make that little ugala, that little punching ball in the back of your throat or the vocal cords, or whatever it does that you do, how to make it vibrate. Or, you know what I'm talking about? So because I was a praise and worship leader, it just sounded weird to have the same tone, just the same tone. Uh, <laughs> so I would make my voice tremble. Uh, just good. And I remember that as I got older and matured, I thought, I'm just making this up. <laughs> and when we had that, that thing about singing, and, and so we would sing the words called falsetto, and you start singing real good, and then you go to, hi, boy, and so it's not really you anymore. <laughs> so I had to get over falsetto, and I had to get over this false hangy down thing, vocal cord part, makes us tremble that I don't know how to make. I don't know how to do that. Now, I'm embarrassed to admit this part. But after praise and worship, I, I ended being a part of praise and worship when I came into this building from Texoma into this building. That's when I took off my praise and worship hat, put on my pastor counseling hats. <laughs> and so I came to this building, and I'm still singing with all of us, but I'm singing, making it up. Because I don't want to hear me singing, oh, <laughs> I want to hear, oh, made it up. I guess it's a vulnerable moment. So. so I went to a couple of our praise and worship people and I asked them. I don't think I asked y'all. But I asked a couple of praise and worship people. I said, so how do you make this whatever you make this do that tremble vibrating thing? 
One of them said, I don't identify them, but one of them said, I don't know, I just started singing louder. So I did that, and I sang louder, and it still sounded the same way. <laughs> it just was louder. That don't work. Well, it didn't work for me. It might work for them. Went to another person. I said, how do you make that little hangy down thing, a punching bag or vocal cords or whatever it is, how do you make the, what do you call the word, tremola, <laughs> trembling, vibration? Thank you, vibrato. I didn't ask you. I should ask y'all. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. So this was last year. I didn't know how to do this. So I'm I'm on the front row, and I'm saying out loud in my worship time, Lord, I'm tired of not, now I have the term. I don't have the way to sing in vibrato, 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 vibrato. I don't know how. I didn't have that word either. I just don't don't know how to make my voice tremble without me making it up. And I don't want to make it up. I want it to be real. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. Y'all follow me? So, I remember on the front row, hadn't been that long ago, I was singing, and I, and I, and I found out I was singing higher than if I would have just sang instead of from my throat and through my nasal cavity. I would sing it from my diaphragm. I would sing it from what I call spirit realm. From my knower to my knower realm. And I said, I think there's something about this. I don't know what diaphragm even means. There's got to be something that comes from your belly. Whoa, like rivers of living water that can, could it be that they're connected somehow in Terry? So I said, so I'm going to push the next time I sing and not barely open my mouth. But I'm going to push and let this come out from my voice, come up through me, and see what happens. And when I did, I had vibrato. I wasn't trim, I wasn't doing, I wasn't, it was vibrato. And now I'm stuck on vibrato. <laughs> Every time I sing, I sing in vibrato. I can sing in the shower in vibrato. I can sing going down the road in a truck in vibrato. <laughs> I can go to the grocery store and I'm, my voice is trembling in vibrato. I'm over banana section. No, no. All of, all of this. And what I heard in my spirit tonight was, it's the same way when we believe God is speaking something through us. It is not in our soul. It is not in our head. It's not in our own ability. It is something that comes from, from, from beyond. All we have to do is push. All we have to do is just give that unction and ability for what he wants to say. So one of the things I want to announce, in case you have not heard it in the Spirit yet, is God is bringing to the house the ability to not only can we pray in tongues in private, but we can also speak in tongues in the house. We can pray in the Spirit. We can sing in the Spirit. But all you got to do is push. (laughs) Vibrato. How do you know it's not me? It's your vocal cords. It's your hangy down thingy. It's your voice. It's your mouth. It's your tongue. But it's not you. Remember, it's not the fake you trying to make this up. It's the Holy Spirit doing what He wants to do in us and through us. Thank you, Jesus. So it's something that's matured. It's something that that we grow in. Thank you, Lord. So as our children mature and grow, I believe also they grow up and we begin to get more and more as we grow. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 says it this way. 
However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20. Brethren, do not be children in understanding, however in malice be babies, but in understanding be mature. Last verse. Philippians chapter 3, verse 15. Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. I think part of this is understanding I'll say this to the room. I think part of this is also an understanding that we have to set a time and give room for the Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do. If we get a rush and go into other things or we're not paying attention that something is happening, we'll miss the moment. Is it me or do y'all sense a time when you sense the moment where you sense that the Holy Spirit wants to say something? He wants to do something. I don't know that I'm comfortable yet doing a, go ahead, Jim. (laughs) But I do believe that the Holy Spirit can prompt and can help us, and we can learn how to grow in to know when now is the time. So let me help us with a couple of things as we mature, as we are innate, (laughs) and as as we are learning, and as we are maturing. We don't give a message in tongues or an interpretation or a prophecy while the sermon is being preached. Because the Holy Spirit is a gentleman and He will not interrupt Himself. If there is an anointing, and there is, upon the preaching of the Word of God, then He won't have one of the gifts of the Spirit in operation while the preaching is going on. Did you hear me say that? Other than that, we just have to get ready and tune. And make sure we're ready. And is this the time? And sometimes even in, as we're having after worship, maybe the last song of worship, giving that moment and that time. Now to be honest, completely transparent honest, I don't know that I'm comfortable that it would be me having to go, well, go ahead, Jim. <laughs> That'd be a little weird, odd for me. I'd have to grow into that. And also to help you with Pastor Dwayne and Jim, they had some kind of connection. Apparently they'd been doing that for a while. But for people to come in for the first time and to hear a pastor go, go ahead, Jim. I was going, is there, a, is there a light that comes on? Is there a ding on the bell? Does he see something on the screen? I don't know what that was. But now, all these years, almost 20 years later, I understand that we have people that, that operate in these gifts and there should be a freedom to go, go ahead, Stan. <laughs> Or like we're doing now in our culture, I think I have a word. Well, go ahead. Give it. I think I have something the Lord's saying. And why do we come and have it tested? Because we're trying to be safe. We're trying to be cool. In the spiritual sense of the word. We're trying to make sure that we're okay. Part of it's a timing. Y'all getting this? So part of this is maturing and growing and learning how to do that. So, my final question tonight. According to Scripture, who can hear the voice of the Lord? All of us. Not just special ones. Not just the pastors or the leaders. Every one of us can hear the voice of the Lord. Who does God talk to? 
all of us, not just the pastors, not just the leaders. He talks to every one of us. He does. We just have to make sure that we're hearing from the Lord. And by the way, part of that also is tested, isn't it right? We're supposed to test those things to make sure. With what? With the Word of God. Does it line up with the Word? Does it line up with the character? Now, one of the things I'm really proud of, what we're doing and what we've been doing and where we're going with all these things, also is understanding that in ministry time. When we're having those times and the Spirit is moving among us and all those things, that we recognize that we have been trained and we're being trained in understanding what we can move in. There should be safety in the house. I mean, believe that we're trying to be safe, right? So I'm real excited about what the Lord's saying, what He's doing. So here's my points one more time. We have it innately. We're learning in it. And we are maturing in it. Amen? Anybody get anything out of the Word tonight? Thank you, Lord.